We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day Podcast. Happy weekend, happy Saturday. Your Saturday crew is one guy lighter as Paul Brettel is off celebrating the birthday of his beautiful daughter, Reagan. So it is just Myself and Mark Eckel of Packer Report. I'm Jason Perone of Game On Wisconsin, the Packer Day Podcast. Mark, it's just you and I. It's kind of like old times when we used to rotate <laughs> off every every other week. But as always, we got to stay true to our brand. What's happening over in Myrtle Beach? Oh, beautiful, beautiful day today. Um, sunny, about seventy-one, maybe. Um, yeah, good. When we're done recording, I will be outside. I'll be laying on the beach. Beautiful. And in, in the Phoenix area, yesterday was the last cold day of what is left of winter slash spring. Of course, by cold, I mean it was in the <laughs> 60s. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the 80s and up from this point yeah. forward. So everybody can put their sweaters away uh, here in the uh, in the Phoenix area. But so as far as the Packers, man, the Packers the last couple of weeks have not been what they were the, the month prior to that, where we were just getting fed all the good stuff. Yeah. So all the Packers news happened earlier in the week. Kevin King re-signed. Mercedes Lewis is coming back. So our other teams here. You got another, you got another long snapper? Got another long snapper. That's true. Those are very important, sneaky, under-the-radar type moves that the Packers make. So I guess because it's a Packers show, because there was some there was some, some cool NFL news that hit uh, at the end of this past week that does somewhat kind of, we can correlate to the Packers, but just some quick thoughts, Mark, from you on Kevin King coming back. Obviously, he was a big part of the two previous teams that just went to NFC Championship games. We all know how he performed in this latest NFC Championship game, but if you look at the whole body of work as well as the minimal investment that the Packers had to make, what was your take on Kevin King coming back? Well, when I first, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, no, what did you do? Oh, don't do that. Go get somebody. But then the more I thought about it, now, if you remember, I a year ago, a year ago today, I was the one kind of campaigning for the Packers to get a deal done with Kevin King. Correct. Off his 2019 season, I thought, wow, this guy's finally put it together. He stayed healthy. 
um, you know, sign him now. Get get him signed to a three, four year deal now be, before he goes into his free agency season. Um, and then, as, as Paul re- reminded me a couple of weeks ago, yeah, you you know, I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Um, he didn't have a good year last year, obviously. That a terrible championship game. But again, it's with Kevin King, it comes down to one simple factor: health. Right. You know, the only year he was he was truly healthy was 2019. And he had a very good season, I thought. Five interceptions, played, you know, um, I don't I don't go by all those people's rankings, but they, they ranked him pretty high you know, among cornerbacks. He, he was probably, if not the, the top, one of the top two or three number two corners in the league. Now, last year, again, battled injuries. I'll, I'll tell you this. I will, I will bet big money. He was not unhealthy in that championship game, and that was and that resulted in his poor play. Because if you remember, he was questionable all week with the back. Uh, he gutted it out. He played. I got to give him a little credit for that, but you know, he probably shouldn't have played. To be honest, if you know. Well, and a reminder too that the offense also, after getting the ball back two or three times, didn't necessarily do a lot. Kevin King just has, has gotten pelted. For his performance, right. and that Scotty Miller touchdown at the end of the half was absolutely frustrating. And the fact that right. the margin of victory was less than a touchdown, then it's it's easy to point fingers there. And the other thing I say to that is, and I've said it on this show before, fine if you want to play and you're not 100, percent that's fine. And I I can appreciate that and wanting to be there for your team. And the Packers needed Kevin King. I was nervous yeah. that he wasn't going to play in that game. We and, all were. I, yeah, I think anybody who says look. I wish Kevin King would have sat that game out with the Packers might have won is lying to us because that's you're, you're gonna so you're gonna take your starting corner away and now they got to go with Josh Jackson, Kadar Holm, and some of those other guys that I mean do you really just just imagine that in your mind, Mark? <laughs> How horrible! Oh, oh I'm with you. That could have been. <laughs> now again, though, if he is hurting in the game, that's up to the coaches to see that and say, all right, listen, Kevin, you know, thanks for trying, but you but you 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 you're not you're not yourself. You know, I'd rather have a healthy Jackson home or Tremont Williams who was signed, you know, whoever. Um, but again, my, my, my point is when the guy's healthy, he's a pretty good player. Not a great player, but a pretty solid number two corner. And that's that's all the Packers need is a solid number two because they have a number one in, in, in Alexander. So, again, um, I was hoping for an upgrade. I was hoping for Kyle Fuller. Um didn't happen. He went right to Denver. Um, I would not have given a Dory Jackson $13 million a year like the Giants did. He's he's a pretty good player. He's not a $13 million a year player. No, congratulations um, to Dory Jackson. You got the bag. And, and, and uh, have, have fun in New York. The Giants have been uh, – the Giants are one of the most enigmatic franchises in the NFL over the entire time that I've watched the NFL. And that doesn't necessarily mean I think they're bad. Just they're – an enigma. <laughs> so. No, they really are. You're right. That's a good word for them. Because but, they, I mean, they sprinkle, not... their championships just get sprinkled in. They don't go on these dominant runs or anything like that. They just, they come out of nowhere. They came out of nowhere twice. Right. Eli Manning beats Tom Brady. If there's one person that Tom Brady has nightmares about because he's lived such a charmed life, and I can't imagine there's much that he is afraid of or Eli unhappy Manning. about, it's Eli Manning. <laughs> it is. It's uh, Eli Manning. So Which is crazy, right? But, or those, or those uh, Giants defensive linemen bearing down on him because that's how, the, that's how the Giants got it done. But, but, but my guess is the Packers looked around, you know, and they, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not sure about this, but I would think, they had interest in Fuller as well because just a couple of years ago they they tried to get him. So when he was off the market, and then Adoree Jackson gets thirteen million, they weren't they weren't they weren't going to play that game. Um, they they looked at the rest. They they looked at you know to Malcolm Butler, uh, who I kind of liked a little bit, but he you know he signed a similar deal that that what that what King signed with Arizona. He signed like the day after, I believe. Um, you know, Richard Sherman's still out there. Um, there's a couple others, but they're all 30 plus. All the other free agents are in their 30s. Kevin King is still only 26, so maybe they're looking at that too. Like, all right, you know, he's been injured, but he's he's a young guy still. He can, you know, if King, like I said, if he could get over the injury bug and and just you know stay healthy, play a play 16 games or even 15, 14 games, whatever. 
Um, it's not a bad move at all. Now, again, they're, they're still going to draft a corner. Hopefully, if not first round, second round. Um, and I forget who it was. One of our colleagues, I, mean, I don't want to say who because I'm not sure which one, um, had a good point that they that, that they put on, on Twitter, I believe, that um, the year the Packers drafted Alexander in the first round, they signed Devon House that year. Mm-hmm as a veteran they brought him back and and it was only a matter of time before Alexander beat House out and and took over. And that and listen, if the Packers draft a corner in the first round and he's better than Kevin King and now Kevin King is a is a backup, he's a pretty darn good backup. That's a great that's a great situation. Do you want to tip at this point? There's a lot of time between now and the draft, and we're going to do some great draft coverage at Pack Day over the next month, but what do you want to tip your hand a little bit and tell us who your favorite corner is in this draft. Doesn't mean the Packers are going to take him, but do you have one? No, my well, my my favorite, and now he now he's become everybody's because he, he you know he's starting to. I love J.C. Horn yep. from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone else likes Patrick Sertan, who I like too. But let me just say, there's a lot of good corners in this draft. J.C. Horn is my favorite South Carolina guy. Um, yeah, I think he's going. I think he's the best defensive player in the draft. I'll go that far. Um, but they're not going to. I mean, it's. I heard. I heard people saying, "Oh, the Packers could get Horn at 29." I'm on the record as saying, if the Packers get, if Horn's there at 29, I'll drive to Columbia. It's only about two hours away. I'll drive to Columbia, pick him up, bring him to the airport, pack him a lunch, <laughs> put him on the plane, and send him up to Green Bay. <laughs> a personal yeah, escort I'll, I'll, I'll to, to, the, to yeah. But he's not going to be there at 29. But there are a lot. This is a very good cornered back draft, which is. It's funny, and I've been doing a lot of draft stuff now uh, for, for for Pack a Day and some other places as well. And um, the the two deepest positions in this draft are probably cornerback. Well, wide receiver is very deep, deep too, uh, which Packers could use. Um, but cornerback and tackle, which are probably the Packers' two biggest needs, there's there's a bunch of them. So they can wind up they they could come away with a good one. Even at, at 29, they can still get a very good one and then still get whatever they, they don't get in the first round, come back and get maybe another good one in the, in the second round. Yeah, I think that I think that the draft, the Packers' plans is is what it is, and I think they'll they're going to address the cornerback position. And yeah, there's nothing to say that they aren't going to double dip or maybe even try to get another. There's going to be some post June first stuff that's going to happen. Probably yeah. not as much as everybody thinks. I think everyone's expecting a flurry. I don't think it's going to be a flurry. But to your point. Go for you got to you got to consider what you're investing in because what are you bringing a guy in for because every every player you bring in is taking snaps away from someone else now right now there's a lot of snaps that you want to give to someone else at corner <laughs> it's not like you're taking taking snaps away from Kadar Holman and Josh Jackson is not hurting the Packers because no. those two have not proven to be able to get on the field to the point of Kevin King I was with you at first I was underwhelmed by it and then you think about the fact that by your fourth season in the NFL. You are what you are. Like Kevin King, you can, you know, yes, if he's healthy, he's more productive. But I still think that his his learning curve or whatever you want to call it as far as development goes, by about your third or fourth season, and you've covered a ton of, of NFL football over the years, Mark, you probably maybe feel the same way or maybe you don't. You know what a player is by their third or fourth season, and rarely does it all of a sudden turn on in like year five, six, seven. No, no, I agree 100%. Yeah, it goes the other way sometimes. You get you get worse. Mm-hmm. Some guys hit a peak and and then it and start to, to go go down as a player. But mm-hmm. now, I mean, you know, Kevin King is what, like you said, he is what he is. But what he is is just, you know, like I said, twenty nineteen. If the Packers get the twenty nineteen version of Kevin King in twenty twenty one, they'll be thrilled, and he'll be a he'll be the bargain of bargains at a one point whatever. What's his cap number? Like one point four or something? Yeah, it's pretty minimal. Yeah. That's a bargain of bargains if if he plays like he did in 2019. Um, you know, again, I, it, it's, it surprised me a little bit when I heard it, but then I thought about it, and I really wasn't surprised. And let's be honest, look, this Packer offseason has been about keeping their own. I mean, they lost Corey Lindsley, and we kind of knew that there was just because of the cap um, – there just was there wasn't any feasible way to keep everybody. They just you know they had too many free agents and not enough cap room. So somebody had to go. 
Um, unfortunately, it was Corey Lindsley who got a great deal from the Chargers, so, you know, good for him. Um, but, you know, they they kept Aaron Jones. Um, they brought back King. They brought back Lewis. Um, am I forgetting somebody? They haven't cut. Well, I mean, they redid. Well, Clark and Bakhtiari were in season. So yeah, those, those Clark, were already yeah, did both of them. So, I mean, um, you know, they, they lost Lindsley as, you know, but they, they feel they have, have a re, re, replacement for him, whether it's Jenkins or Patrick, whatever. Uh, they lost Jamal Williams, but you kind of knew they weren't going to be able to keep Jones and Williams and because they had A.J. Dillon as well. Um, and they lost Tim Boyle, but you knew that was going to happen because Jordan Love can't, your first-round pick can't be a number three quarterback forever. Right. Um, so, I mean, they, they really they really haven't lost much. No. And and the for, thing, and like I said on, on Quick Slants earlier this week, on the Quick Slants podcast, is that if you, if you want to look at it from a, if you want to get technical, because I don't think this is what the Packers will necessarily do, but if you're if you're still concerned that while the Packers let an all-pro center walk out the door, which I think they had to, you can still replace, if you have to, if you wanted to, to replace Corey Lindsley and still call this team whole and say that they've mitigated all the t- players that they've lost, then you put Elton Jenkins at center and Corey Lindsley is effectively replaced. Now, that's not what I think they'll do. But they had uh, they had that option, and that's why they had the luxury of saying, hey, Corey Lindsley, great season, congratulations, we can only pay so many guys, go get the bag. And the Chargers, once again, just you know, snatching up former Packers left and right. Uh, well, it, it, here's the they, thing about Corey Lindsay too, and I listen. Nothing, I don't mean. I, I know people are going to take this the wrong way, and I'm going to get get killed for it. But he's 30 years old with a chronic back injury. Mm-hmm. Like as you said, you are what you are, and you're not going to. Yeah, we, we know what Corey Lindsay is. He's one of the best centers in the game, but he's 30 years old playing offensive line with a back injury. That back's not going to get better as he gets older. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, I'm just saying. Ryan Malaga did not play 16 games for the Chargers last year. Mm-hmm. Surprise to no one. Yep. Yeah. The Packers usually know when to let a guy go. And, yes, and it's usually sooner than we're prepared for as fans, but the team knows what they're doing. And so I always just say, look back at the history recently and tell me of a time when the Packers got bit by it. And you could say some people's favorite example is, Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde's not. He. Congrats. He did great in Buffalo. He did not set the Packers back at all. They drafted. You know, shortly after he left, they brought in out. That was 2017, and uh, that they had to get through, which was you know also marred well, by the Aaron Rodgers yeah. injury. But they got Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage. Like they were fine. They weren't. They weren't suffering for years because they let Micah Hyde go. No. Through. Right. And, and and let's be honest about that. And Micah Hyde's a great guy. I've, I've interviewed him more than once. He's a and I'm happy for him. He's, he, he found a niche in Buffalo, and he's, he's had a great, you know, couldn't be happier for him. But he was, you know, he's, he's, he's made his mark now in Buffalo as a safety. He was a nickel corner in Green Bay. He, he didn't play safety. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone thought he could, but at the, the time, at the time that he was a free agent, the Packers had Morgan Burnett, very good player at safety, and HaHa Clinton Dix, who after his first couple of years looked like he, he made a Pro Bowl after t- and right so there's no way they could pay Mike Hyde anything to be your third safety or your third you know he was a he was their fifth guy basically they had their starting secondary Mike Hyde was going to be their was going to be a good backup well a good backup makes what a good backup makes Buffalo paid him to be a starter well it's a no brainer for, for for Hyde for the Bills for the Packers. To just let it happen. I mean, yeah, he went on and became, I mean, you know, with perfect hindsight, yeah, they could have kept Micah Hyde and got rid of Clinton Dix, right, or let Burnett go because he was getting older. But, you know, that's not that wasn't the case then. Mm-hmm. No one complained when Micah Hyde left. I don't remember anybody saying, I can't believe I let Micah Hyde get away. There, was, said, there okay. were some, and it was because he's the Swiss Army Knife type, and they yeah. just felt like, how you can't. But you don't pay them. Swiss Army knives don't cost a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you went to the store to buy a Swiss Army knife, it wouldn't it wouldn't cost you, you know, what a what a I don't know what a, what's a good 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Comparison to a Smith's Orbitic, a brand new set of, uh, you know, steak knives or something. I don't know. Right. Whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, and that's what free agency was all about. It's why players fought for free agency. It gives guys a chance to go other places where they may be able to, you know, become a starter if you're a backup somewhere else. Or, you know, just, you know, it, that's... And in the old days, you know, the way old days, they, they would never let my guy go because there wouldn't have been free agency. They would have just kept him and paid him whatever he, a backup got, and he would have no chance to go anywhere else, and that would have been that. But that's not that's not the way football's played now. Right. And there's a salary cap. On top of free agency, there's also a salary cap. So you can't afford to pay backups crazy money because then, you know, then your cap's messed up. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Packers have been smart about a lot of the ways that they've developed and built their teams over the years. And you and I were talking before the show, and it brought up a really good point. And I I mentioned at the outset, at the beginning of the show, about some of the NFL news. There were a couple big trades that happened on Friday. Yeah. And so you had the so Mark, you're actually probably more more up to speed. So talk talk us through what happened. And and you were right in that it it kind of seemed like one transaction, but it was it was listed as two separate deals. Yeah, it was two separate deals. But I think it was well, the Miami Dolphins were involved in both trades. They they had the third overall pick in the draft. They sent that to San Francisco for the and in return got. The Niners' first-round pick this year, number 12 overall, a third-round pick, and then the Niners' first-round pick in both uh, 2022 and 2023. So they got basically three first-round picks and a third-round pick for the number three pick in the draft. Then immediately when that deal was signed and sealed and sent to the league, they immediately called the Philadelphia Eagles, although I think they were already on the phone with the Eagles, um, and sent the 12th pick that they got from San Francisco, the 12th overall pick to Philly for the 6th overall pick and gave the Eagles the their, their 2022 pick. And then I think they flip-flop picks in the 4th and 5th rounds or something. So basically the the Miami Dolphins come out of this looking pretty good. They basically they went from 3 to 6. Not that far of a drop, especially since Miami doesn't isn't in the market for a quarterback like everybody else is up there. So they go to six. They'll still get a very, very good player 
at six. They added a third-round pick this year, and they gave away the pick they got next year, but they also but they still have an extra first-round pick in 2023. So they, they come – I think Miami's the winner of this. Um, 49ers gave up an awful lot to go up to number three, and we're not even sure – and who they're going to take it three? I mean, the, the the common belief is uh, Justin Fields, the quarterback of Ohio State, but other people think they might like either Trey Lance from North Dakota or um, Matt Jones from Alabama. So yeah, I don't. They're going to get. I mean, they're going to get their quarterback, which means they're probably going to. Even though they're talking like they're not, which means they're probably going to trade Jimmy G somewhere else. Right, I mean, if you give up all that for a quarterback, you're not—he's not competing with Jimmy G, right? Right. Yeah. So it, it, we never know. You never know what exactly the, the plan is, but the assumption is when a team moves up into the top one, two, three slots in the draft every year, it's a pretty safe assumption that they're either going for the one of the top quarterbacks or there's right. a pass rusher in some pass yeah, draft. No not, pass not this year, but in in yeah, some so pass draft or some pass rusher that they have to have and. You know, Chase Young type. Would it be crazy if they if they took Jamar Chase though? I don't. Know, I mean, there's no way you would trade up for a wide receiver like that, right? There's no. That's got to be a quarterback. That I now, know which quarterback? Well, John Lynch has has actually surprised me for the better in what he's done as general manager. Some former players don't end up being great GMs, but John Lynch, I think, has done a pretty good job. Now they've mortgaged a ton of their future for what they're doing here. Yeah. So this. This thing has to this thing has to pan out and work out the right way. But I think and they must love whoever they're. I mean, they must they have someone in mind that they're in love with at three because yeah. they wouldn't have done all that. Yeah, and they must know and keep this in mind too. The Jets have the second pick. Now, who's the Jets head coach? Robert Sala, former Forty Niners defensive coordinator. Right. So you know, they called him and said, "Hey, listen, we're we're going to." We can come up to three. Who 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 are you taking it to? He told them who they're taking. And he said, "Okay, good, because we don't want him anyway." <laughs> so they right. know what's going. I mean, the whole world knows Trevor Lawrence is going one, right? That, that, that's that's everybody knows Jacksonville's taking Trevor Lawrence. So the Jets at two, they're probably taking Zach Wilson from from BYU. They uh, should. Unless, if it's, I I don't know why you don't. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty known. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess they want to make sure. So they must, I guess. I mean, I would take, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't like any of them after that. Is it Mac Jones? And, that, and that's where it leads to, to why this is a Packer topic. And I did a story for, for Packer Report, you know, this about maybe a month ago now, where I, I talked to um, a former executive in personnel, Mark, Mark Ross, who worked for the. Um, the Eagles, the Bills, and he was with the Giants when they won the two Super Bowls. Um, and he, he I, I remember he liked Justin Love a lot last year. And so I asked him this year, where would you put Love among this year's group of quarterbacks? And he thought about it a little bit, and he went over things, and he, he put him third. He had Lawrence and Wilson one, two, but he said he liked Love better than Fields, better than Lance and better than um, Matt Jones. So with that said, the Packers gave up a fourth-round pick and got and, and got Jordan Love at number 26 overall. If he's right, if, if my guy's right, and he's better than all the – I mean, that's a steal to get a guy that he thinks, you know, if, if the Niners get Fields or Lance or Joe whoever and Love's better than them, then, then the Packers – did a hell of a thing getting love. It's why you know. Oh, that's when Brian Gutekunst just sits back with that sly smile and just reads through all of the hate that he got last year when he picked Love in the first round. But the Packers didn't give up a single first rounder to do it. It was a fourth round, a fourth round, a low fourth round pick to move up a couple spots and take take Jordan Love. And again, the whole trust the process thing. The Packers clearly really like Jordan Love coming into the right. draft. I mean, they, they they had the decision kind of made for them because if they like Brandon Ayuk, and I heard there were some, you know, there here comes here comes your favorite word, your new favorite word, Mark. There was some buzz that the Packers liked Brandon Ayuk. He was gone. Justin right. Jefferson was gone. So, and by the way, uh, the Packers still 
have, have had a recent history of scouting heavily on the West Coast. But it's uh, Brian Gutekunst has been, if you've been on Twitter over the past couple of days, he has attended the workout of several of these top school uh, schools that have some of these top corners. Everyone. And so I, I, I would think that that is, if it doesn't have to be the first round pick, doesn't have to be their first pick in the draft, because the first round is the squirreliest thing with the Packers. You just never know what they're going to do. I still think it's very possible that they come out of it with some sort of a tight end H back and we're all just throwing our hands up like what the hell just happened. But that's 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 yeah, just kind of <laughs> But they but then you know they're still they're still round two, three, four, but the Packers are picking late, so it's like, you know, be be smart about your first two or three picks because those are those are where the real meat of the well, draft is. Well the guys he went to see and for all the corners that, that you just said he went to see, they're all first he's not getting any of them in the second round. Mm-hmm. They're all first round. Right, yep. So, you know. But again, people say, oh, he was there looking at, like he was at Virginia Tech last week, they said, looking at uh, Farley. Well, Virginia, Caleb Farley isn't going to be the only player selected out of Virginia Tech. There was about six other guys working out, too. Maybe he likes the safety that he can get in the third round or the, or an offensive lineman that he can get in the fourth round. I mean, there's other guys there, too. Yeah, it's not like that's only like if you go to North Dakota State, yeah, you're looking at Trey Lance, right? But Mm -hmm. Virginia Tech has has a handful of players getting drafted this year. Mm -hmm. Well, and and not every team is in love with the same prospects. These are analysts that do a lot of great work. I'm not discounting what they do. Some go to the Senior Bowl. They do a lot of great work. They interview scouts, agents, you know, all this other kind of stuff too. And they've got decent inside knowledge. And so when their mock drafts come out and they, they pump a player up, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's that it's all for fluff. There is a lot of fluff. I mean, this is we're in fluff season right now. Draft is coming up. Teams are going to start throwing smoke screens up left and right, as they always do, because they want their player and they want to make sure that their guy is there when they pick. But not every player is going to, be, is going to enamor himself to, the, to a lot of these other teams. So that's what makes the draft fun for me. Is that you've got a guy that now Aaron Rodgers obviously is is was kind of a tough situation because of the the coverage and the media the TV piece of it, but to see the player that's going to fall because every year some guy falls who was supposed to go top ten and all of a sudden they're sitting there at twenty five, you know and those those types of things happen. But the and, Packers and vice versa, and vice versa. There's, you've, there's you've a got, guy that goes number nine overall that. No one had going. To, everybody had you know going into twenties. Well, and he was supposed to go high last year, but the Raiders apparently were were on Henry Ruggs from day one. Like they they weren't even looking at Jer, uh, Jerry Judy or uh, Justin Jefferson or Ceedee Lamb, any of those other quarterbacks. It was it was all that work out for? it was all about Henry Ruggs. And yeah, that's there's the Raiders. The Raiders go Raider. So talk about a talk about a team that's out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of those. There's there's a bunch of those. Unfortunately, the Raiders can only be on the Packers schedule once every four years, right? So I, I was I was just looking I was just looking at the schedule again, and the uh, the road schedule this year could be potentially pretty tough. I mean, the Packers are playing at Arizona, they're at New Orleans, they're um, let's see, they play at Cincinnati. Which, regardless of how the Bengals are, the Packers don't play well in Cincy. They had that game wrapped up last time, and they blew it. <laughs> Uh, you know, back in the day, I think it was Jonathan, Jonathan Franklin fumbled fumbled yeah. that game away. But they were they were doing well there. They've got a they got a tough road schedule this year, so it's 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 going to be interesting to see what uh, what comes out of it. But again, the Packers are picking late, so you know they're they're well. That's kind of a good thing. That means you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a good thing when you're trying to acquire talent. But look at to your point. Look at what a, a team that was just in a Super Bowl two years ago. Now they had a terrible 2020. But look at what the Niners had to give up just to get up and try to fix, right. try to fix their team. Now it's one of those things That's where if they're right, if they're right, okay, you know it turns out to be like wow, what a what a gamble that paid off. But if they're even marginal, if if he's even if if they take a quarterback and that quarterback is only average, well, you That's traded three pick. first round picks for it. So well, let's let's look back at history here now. So the Kansas City Chiefs traded up a few years ago, and took Patrick Mahomes. Great trade. Great trade. The guy mm-hmm. took you to one of Super Bowl and took you to two already. Mm-hmm. He's not close to being done yet. Great trade. Great move up. Worked out perfect for you. Yep. Now, let's look at the Chicago Bears, who traded up to take Mitch Trubisky, who is no longer their quarterback. 
let's look at the Los Angeles Rams, who traded off for Jared Goff. They did get him to a Super Bowl, but right. is now gone. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles traded a bunch to get up and get Carson Wentz. Had one great year, didn't win the Super Bowl. Got you know played great that season, but got hurt. And Nick Foles won the Super Bowl for him. And now Carson Wentz is gone with yep. a thirty million dollar cap hit on the Eagles. So you know trading up for quarterbacks. I mean, is, is besides Mahomes, is there anyone else that did work out? Yeah, no. Recently, that's the one that stands out that it did work out. But I just gave you three that didn't. Right. Um. So again. The Packers, and when I say trading up, I don't mean going up two spots. Although the Bears only went one spot, but they gave up a ransom to go from three to oh, four to three man. or three to two to take Trubisky. That was just the dumbest thing ever. In hindsight, I mean, in, in hindsight, and the Bears get picked on because this happens to them all the time. But that's what t- t- these decisions get made, not necessarily on draft day because that trade happened before the draft, but it they get made in a moment, and it's based on what you know at that time and. You know, the, the, I'm just I'm just glad the Bears made that decision. That's all I can say. I'm just I'm just glad that they did that it worked out that way. Because listen, Chicago Bears fans and Lions fans and Vikings fans, they're all hoping that the Packers trade up and pick the biggest bust in the draft ever. They they can't wait for Jordan Love to bust out because that's just that's going to be something. One more thing they can hang over Packers fans' heads because it certainly isn't winning games. So so that hey, listen, we don't know one knows about Jordan Love. No, of course not. It's going to take years. It's it's going to be but, years. But they're all but they're all sitting there just waiting. They're all just sitting no there. About any, I mean, my point about when when we brought it, why I brought it up was the Packers got Jordan Love with the twenty six pick, and then they threw in. They had to move up, so they threw in a a low fourth round pick to uh, to move up a couple spots with the, with the Dolphins. Is, is that who they traded with? Yeah. To uh, or no Seattle, right? Who was it? No, I'm blanking. Right? Yeah, I'm blanking. I don't remember now. It was either Seattle or Miami. I want to say Seattle. Um, but anyway, they 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 didn't give up a lot to get a quarterback who they obviously thought the world of, where they wouldn't have, you know, done it. San Francisco is going to take a guy who they feel is going to be the next superstar quarterback mm-hmm. but again they could be right and like you said we'll say oh, who cares what they gave up they got if Kansas City gave up five first round picks to get Patrick Mahomes you wouldn't care right because look what he's doing for him but if if he turns you know so we don't know are, is we don't know if Jordan Love's going to be Patrick Mahomes or Mitch Trubisky right we, do, we don't know or somewhere probably he'll probably fall in, in between somewhere um, just like whoever the Niners take it at three, you know, he could be the next great quarterback in the league, and nobody will remember what they gave up for him because the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Sure. Or he'll be a bust, and everybody will remember what they gave up for him because they'll be they'll hear they'll hear it every day. You trade right. three first round picks, and the guy can't play. Well, so getting so getting back to the Packers, Mark, they've they've got so they brought back all these pieces. They've decided, hey, we're going to try to run it back. They're mm-hmm. they're definitely they're definitely putting a bit of a strain on themselves financially next year and the year after as it currently stands. There's a lot of things that can happen between now and that can fix some of those things and mitigate it. And so I'm not going to worry about next year today. Right. But I'm not given the fact that the Packers have back who they have back, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron Jones, all these guys, Kevin King's back. They they largely have the majority of the core of their team back that went to an NFC champ that hosted an NFC championship game last year, and now they've got. Double-digit draft picks coming up. You gotta, you gotta be encouraged that this team is going to get better. I know that's kind of like a dumb question to ask, but you've, you've got to. Even though they're picking late in the first round, you've got to be encouraged by Goot's limited sample size, track record in the draft, and the fact that they're going to get a chance to add three or four solid players to this team. Right, and not only that, I, I mean, all right, they, they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, as we all know. But the best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. It's sometimes it's just things go into play. The team that gets hot at the right time. There's certain matchups that get involved. I mean, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, so they're the Super Bowl champions. I don't think they were the best team in 2020. Not even close. But they won it. So, you know, um, and, you know, they could they win it again? I guess. But it's hard to repeat, as Kansas City found out. It's just hard. Um, I think Green Bay 
again, we'll see what how the draft goes, and there'll be other teams making other moves as well. But I think they're they'll be right there again. Will they win it? I don't know because a lot goes into winning it. Like I said, staying healthy, being in the, being in the right, getting the right matchup. Um, there's just a lot that goes into it. But last year, the Packers didn't do much in the offseason. They had it. Um, Kirksey and, and Wagner, who are Funches, both gone now. Who didn't play. And Funches, who didn't play. Um, but what, what helped the Packers in, in 2020 was their 2019 draft class. Gary got better. Savage got better. Jenkins was already good, but he got better. Um, am I forgetting somebody from that class that played last year? I don't remember. I think I'm. I think no, there's somebody think, else. It, I'm, no, I'm I think. Out. Yeah, I think that's as far Just as the top three key players. Yep. Okay. Well, all the, I mean, those guys that didn't do much as rookies, well, other than Jenkins, um, all got better. They all improved. Even Jenkins got better, I thought. I mean, he was – I always say Aaron Rodgers was the league MVP last year, and deservedly so. I don't think Jenkins might have been the Packers MVP. Yeah, you've said that. And that's true. I mean, <laughs> he's done. I mean, very versatile. Amazing. And he's he allowed yeah. the Packers to not have to make the bad decision on uh, – potentially make the bad decision on Corey Lindsley, who at this point right now is, is risky. He turned in a I great mean, season in 2020, but I won't be surprised if you're right in 2020 doesn't end up being like the last really good season Corey Lindsley puts out, and that we if we don't hear anything about him from this point forward, I won't I won't be surprised. It's just and not not to sound callous or or you know I'm not trying to talk down about Corey Lindsley, but that's just the reality in the, in the NFL. 30 is the tipping point for the NFL yeah. professional athlete, especially when you're injured when you when you, when you have an injury. Uh, but getting back to what I was saying, so this year. I don't expect the, the rookies to make a big impact because they're rookies. And, um, you know, one or one might, one or two, maybe, you know, key backups and special teams work, whatever. Um, but I expect A.J. Dillon to have a big impact this this next season. I expect Josiah DeGuara to have – oh, Kingsley Kiki was the other one. Kiki, Kiki until he got hurt, was playing pr- pr- pretty well in mm-hmm. this year. Um so I expect Dylan, DeGuara, um, Kamal Martin. I expect him to step up. John Runyon Jr. You know, he might he you know, looks like he could be a starter next year. And so like it seems like that's that's the Packers Packers don't look for immediate help out of their drafts. They look for the second year is when they want their draft picks to really step up. Um so yeah, I mean yeah, I, I don't mind this offseason so far. They, I mean, I'm, I was surprised. I was surprised they kept Aaron Jones. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they were going to keep Jamal Williams and let Jones go, because, you know, just for the price. But they did it. They, you know, they flipped it. Um, and, it's, and Aaron Jones' press conference was pretty interesting. He seemed like a guy that he wanted to come back, and he wanted to come back for a reason, to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because he, did, he didn't get, like – absolutely blow the market away type of money. No. But but he some and, and again, some players value winning some over money, some players value money over winning, some players try to go for both, but there's only a limited time for these guys to get paid. And to your point about Super Bowl teams, there's more than one team that goes into a season as a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl favorite. You know, oh, you, yeah. you and that's the thing is only one team walks away winning, but every fan base of a team that didn't win in the championship then really scrutinizes very heavily what that team does after that to say like, well, you got to get better, and you got to go all in, and you got to get all these players and try to win a championship. I want to remind everybody for the you know forty fifth, however many years I've been alive, that NFL games are not won in March and April. In May, so even though they're drafting these players and signing free agents and letting players go and all this kind of stuff, you don't know how it's going to pan out until they actually start playing football. So whatever the Packers do in this draft, even if it goes against every principle you have and and you just you hate every single pick the Packers make, just understand there's a reason why those those people are making the choices and we're the ones sitting at home watching it on TV. Exactly. And it's the most- I thought Tom Silverstein at a, at a Milwaukee paper. Um, wrote a really good story this week saying, like, the Packers are bringing back guys. Cause I guess people, you know, people are criticizing the King move and this move, whatever. They're bringing back guys that went 26-6 and six the last two years and got to two NFC Championship games. The guys they aren't signing 
are guys that their own team didn't want them back. Mm-hmm. So what's that tell you? You know, like free agency isn't what it used to be. Where Reggie White would never be a free agent today. I think teams have figured out how to keep your own. You sign them during the season. You work around the. There's ways to keep the guys you want to keep. I keep pointing out that only two guys. He, he mentioned Lindsley as one, and um, the offensive lineman that Kansas City signed. Um, so I can't think of his name now. Therney is that his name? Oh, I, yeah, and, uh, right. Yeah, that, that those two were, were coming off good teams. And went and, and are good players. But he said, like the rest are guys that were, you know, like you said, the, the 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 teams that have been the most active in free agency, the Giants, the Patriots, um, all had losing records last year, and they're signing guys that, you know, the Giants signed Galladay. What have the Lions won lately? You know, I mean. Denver signs Fuller. What's what's Denver one lately? So I mean, you don't. His point was, you don't build and win with free agents, and you're usually you're signing free agents because your drafts were bad. Mm-hmm. You're, you're making up for, for draft mistakes, which is what the Packers did in a sense two years ago, but they did make a little bit of a splash in free agency. Signed him, you know, the, the Smiths and Amos. And Turner, they made up for some, you know, if Ha Clinton Dix was was good, they, were, they, they wouldn't have had to sign Adrian Amos, right? If Jason Spriggs was any good, they wouldn't have had to sign Billy Turner. But bad drafts, bad draft picks led to having to sign some free agents. Mm-hmm. And same with the pass rush, they, you know, they just didn't have, um, I, mean, I guess, you know, Nick Perry maybe is, is a who got hurt and before that, uh, before Kevin King we had Nick Perry <laughs> um, so yeah I mean you know free agency is a is a tool that you could use to help and it does help but it can't be your if you try to win doing it free agency wise it's probably not going to. It's probably not going to work. Well, think about this: you sign free agents to be your starters. If you need a starter, you sign a free agent because if you're going to rely on the draft, that is as foolish as it can possibly be because you never know who you're going to get to pick. And the Packers decided, like you said, to your point, they would rather deal with the devil that they know. And that doesn't. I'm not using that term to make it sound like any of these players are bad. <laughs> Or that they were, but I, but it's just a, it's just a cliche. You, you, the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't know. The Packers know, like you said, twenty six and six. They know what they have in the players that they brought back. All the players they brought back, obviously with the exception of Mercedes Lewis, because I think David Bakhtiari is still twenty nine years old, under thirty. They're under thirty. So you're making an investment in a player that's gonna that's got plenty of tread left on the tire. So this, let's be honest, Mark. Mercedes Lewis didn't come back just because he he's a a guy that they look that the players look he's a locker room presence mm-hmm. as much as he is as an on the field presence mm-hmm. right yep yeah I mean that's why they brought him back but that's the th- that's a good move no it is it's it's a great move Packers made a great move it's, it's just one of those things that made me feel good I don't care how old he is until I see Mercedes Lewis not. I mean, there was that, uh, I, th- I think it might have been, now, now I don't know who put the, the video clip out, so I don't want to say who it was and not take away credit from them, but somebody put a, a clip out there of this past season when Mercedes Lewis um, one-on-one took out Khalil Mack on the Aaron Jones touchdown at the goal line. One-on-one, Mercedes Lewis at the age of 36, 37 years old is, is one-on-one like holding holding court with Khalil Mack, who the, who the Bears... Another another example, the Bears gave up a ton of draft capital to get. So, yeah, you make that investment every single time. He's he's solid and yeah, he's, he's one of those players. players. Love him. He's been a big help to guys like, like, like Tunyon and, and hopefully Sternberger and, and DeGuire will learn from him as well, Daphne. And the Packers have some, some young tight ends on that roster yeah. um, who, will, who will benefit from being teammates with Mercedes Lewis. You need guys you need guys like that because when they, they, they didn't bring Tremont back last year and Tremont was another one of those steady presences in the locker room. 
that you like to have. Like, to your point, there's there's a value in that maybe more so than what they do on the field. But Mercedes Lewis did catch a few touchdowns, too. I mean, he made, he does, made some plays. Him. I mean, when he, he made some catches where it was like he was wide open. Defenses yeah. obviously were not worried about Mercedes no, Lewis, but they forgot one thing. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> loves like, Big Dog. Yep. He I'm loves right. Big Dog. And he's just, you know, in case you, you forgot, Mercedes Lewis is not hard to find, uh, you know, six foot six, six seven. Uh, he's he's a pretty big guy. That's why the, they call him Big Dog. So Packers doing good things, all kind of good, all kinds of good stuff happening there. The Packers still have all their draft picks for the next couple of seasons too. Some other teams don't. So draft season is upon us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mark, before we cut you loose to get out to the beach, what's going on over Packer Report this week? Well, I have my draft series um, will continue. I, that up on the site right now, or the, and I, I, I I've talked to three scouts, two from the NFC, one from the AFC, and just kind of, you know, pick their brains a little bit and put together like the top five at each position. So quarterbacks and running backs are up on the site as we speak. And next week I'll be doing wide receivers and tight ends. So look forward to seeing who the best wide receivers and best tight ends in the draft are. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a little hint. This kid from Florida is a pretty good tight tight end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in case you didn't have been paying attention. Right. There's uh, yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, maybe that's what the Packers do. Maybe they go tight end in the, in the first round and just shock the hell out of well, all of us. If Pitts was there, they would. I, I yeah. would do it, but he's not going to be there. He's yeah. going to be long gone. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. So looking so looking forward to that for sure. Everybody, check out Mark's great work over Packer Report. We'll have more good draft coverage over at Game On Wisconsin, and of course, the Pack a Day podcast is here every single day to keep you up to date on what's happening with the Green Bay Packers as we move into draft season. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be safe and go Pack Go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.